Hi everyone, this is Brady Flanagan, and I am the creator of Rogue Life. And as, if you couldn't already tell by these beautiful dulcet tones, I'm also the voice of Benny. So I have been just having such a thrill ride creating this wonderful story for you guys and seeing the fans just really rally behind this little project of mine has been outstanding. It's It's been such a wonderful, wonderful thing for me. And while I'm working on season two, I wanted to give you guys something a little bit extra. And so I decided, you know, what could I do to give you guys a little something more? And then I thought, well, before the whole story that we get of Benny, he had been stuck in several loops. And he really talked about that Sherlock Holmes loop and how much he loved it and how much fun it was. And I'm like, you know what? I, I want our audience to be able to enjoy that fun as well. And so I wanted to give you guys as a little holiday treat, the case of the curious crumpet. Enjoy. Have you ever played one of those video games where every time you die, you start the game over with everything completely changed? Like the enemies, maps, weapons, abilities, everything is different. Well, that's my life. My name is Benjamin Bowers, but you can just call me Benny. I have now died 25 times. I've drowned, been strangled, eaten bad sushi, been crushed by a steamroller, let out of an airlock on a space cruiser, and I've been shot like six times. Every time I die, I come back somewhere completely different. You'd think I'd get discouraged by all this, but nah, I'm just trying to live my best life. Rogue Life, Episode Zero, The Case of the Curious Crumpet. mentions that being run over by a steamroller also gives you the world's worst ice cream headache. Ugh, okay. Oh, let's see. Where am I this time? Oi! You! What do you think you're doing in our territory? Hey, George! What happens to folks like this in our streets? It can be very dangerous. Seems this little puppet strayed too far from the theater, Harold. You don't know what's good for it, eh? Cockney accents. Going for a Guy Ritchie joint then. All right, I can do that. But what kind of Guy Ritchie joint? Oi, what you on about? Who's this Ritchie character? Uh, well, might as well shoot my shot. <clears throat> so all right, governor. I'm just out here for a stroll on me way to the pub to watch the footy match between Manchester and... Uh, uh, um, oh, crap. How do I not know any other soccer teams? What you on about? No match could ever happen inside a pub. I think this bloke's trying to mock us, Harold. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I guess things do look a little bit more Victorian than that. Now he's talking about the Queen. We don't like it when Yankees come over here and talk all bad like about our Queen. <laughs> well, there. <laughs> I didn't mean any offense. Let's start over. My name is Benny, and I think I heard you say that you are, um, Harold and George, right? <laughs> now he's trying to throw our names out like we're old schoolyard chums, George. I really don't like that, Harold. Uh, maybe I should just 
Try to mosey on out of here then. Ah! Oi! Get him! Yeah! I swear, people generally like me once they get to know me. <laughs> Guys, let's just. Whoa! Shh. Stop talking. Oi! Where'd he go? He right disappeared, he did. Serves him right. Hey, George, you up for a pint? Yeah, might as well. What in blazes are you doing, Combs? I thought you were going to your informant. Hey, I know you. I sure hope so, sir. We've been working together for nigh on six years now. Um, it's Rick, right? Yeah, you, you helped me out of that jam up on that spaceship that one time. Ron, actually. Ron Roxon. What are you on about, Combs? Why are you using that ridiculous American accent? Not believable for a moment. Well, apparently my British accent is offensive, so I'll just stick to what I know. And what is this about a spaceship? I swear, Combs, I know that you're a genius, but I cannot understand half of the things that come out of your mouth. <sighs> Never mind. Just think that my mind's a bit frazzled, I guess. <sighs> so, I'm Combs, eh? I'm not sure this is the time to be joking, Hemlock. Hemlock Combs. Okay, now you do realize that Sherlock Holmes is actually public domain, right? Like, we don't need to change the names like this. I, I'm just saying, I'd rather not feel like a Western family knockoff brand detective. Sir? Never mind. Uh, well, what's that that you were saying about an informant? Well, this morning, you ran off suddenly while we were investigating the murder scene, saying that you had to speak to your informant urgently. Uh, oh, oh. Oh, okay, okay. Um, now, just out of curiosity, did you find anything unusual about the murder scene yourself, Roxon? Pardon? Uh, I, uh, I guess I just want to know your take on the whole thing. Like, you know, the dead guy and stuff. Usually you don't ask my thoughts, sir. That's right kind of you. Yeah, just, just humor me, I guess. Pretend that I'm, ugh, I don't know, that I'm just some American guy from the year 2022 that got sucked into your friend's body and has no idea what's going on and has never solved a mystery in his life. Heck, I can't even win the game Clue without cheating and looking at the cards when I think no one's looking. Uh, right, sir. The victim was a locksmith, a certain Mr. O. Pen Sashmi. <laughs> Oh, good one. <laughs> um, right, sir. Mr. Sashmi's body was found locked inside one of his safes in his shop. It seems that he had passed some time last week, but the safe was in a panic room of some sort in the shop that was locked from the inside. There was no proof of forced entry or exit. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, are you sure that you checked the room carefully? I mean, was it possible for someone to actually be hiding in the room while we were there? Not a chance, sir. Well, maybe a slight chance. There was one other safe in the room large enough for someone to hide, but we couldn't get the thing open. The safe is under police observation, but I doubt that anyone could be alive inside there for this long. Is there anything else I should know? I mean, like, what is it that got me to run out to find this informant? There was a crumpet in the room, sir. A fresh one, right on top of the safe. What exactly is a crumpet? Pardon, sir? Like, I, I mean, it just feels like a made-up food, <laughs> right? I mean, do you know of anyone that has ever actually eaten a crumpet? 
Um, yes? Wait, okay, okay. Is that the thing that Little Miss Muffet ate? No, no, no. She sat on her tuffet and she ate curds and whey. Uh, it's not Goldilocks either. I mean, that was porridge. Man, British food just sounds awful, right? Like bland with the worst textures imaginable. I'm just saying that when you add vinegar to a dish and it improves it, you're probably not dealing with fine dining. Um, sir? Uh, okay, okay. The crumpet. Right. Fresh crumpet. And that's odd because... Because the door was locked from the inside for it had to have been at least a week, sir. <sighs> gotcha. Don't worry, I'll catch up. <sighs> I've watched every episode of both Monk and Psych. Characters welcome. Hey, do you remember that ad campaign? Oh, classic. Sir? Look, I, I'm just saying that the two of us are comedically mismatched, which means that we are destined to get to the bottom of this mystery. Psst. Mlock. Mlock. Sir, I believe the rubbish bin is speaking. Oh, come on. Trash cans can't speak. But oftentimes, there can be someone grouchy inside the trash can speaking. Have you seen that before, Combs? Oh, well, just every day after school growing up. What school? Elementary, my dear Roxon. <laughs> Gosh, I've always wanted to say that. Finally, Emlock. You're trying to notify the whole street of our conversation. Would you look at that, Combs? There's a woman inside the bin. Wait, is that Noel Goodnick? Noel Goodnick? No good, Nick? Oh, come on. The writers on this thing are just great. They're fun. What'd you bring Ron here for, eh, Emlock? You know that he and I got a certain history. No wonder you didn't tell me she was your informant, Combs. Last time we worked with her, she singed off my mustache and eyebrows. I shouted fire in the hole! Taint my fault you didn't listen. Listen? I couldn't hear anything thanks to the first explosion you set off. Add on to that the fact that I was wrestling a chimpanzee at the time. <laughs> okay, guys, so I definitely have to hear the rest of this story, but for now, we should probably solve the mystery of that locksmith's death. Open Sashby? Right, sad state affairs that. Rumor had it that he was developing a new lockpick that could open any lock with a simple flick or wrist. Hell, you could probably nick the Queen's pants straight from her room in 30 seconds flat. Now, of course, you know, I am a freaking lockpick expert. In my last playthrough of Skyrim, I didn't break a single pick. Of course, you know, I may have had some mods installed to make it a little bit easier, but it is still impressive. Oi, Ron, what's he going on about? Don't worry about Combs, you know he's a bit eccentric. Yeah, but this is on an all of a level. I trust that it's just part of his process. <clears throat> Noel. Do you know of anyone in the criminal world that would be after this type of lockpick technology? Blimey. Any thug worth his britches would want old Penn's picks. Any that might leave a calling card? Say, a crumpet? Oh, oh no, Imlock. I ain't want nothing to do with this. I ain't getting myself involved with the, the professor. Ah, so this is a Professor Moriarty story. Wait, no, no, gotta think knockoff brand. Professor Boriardi, right? 
Hemlock, you know it's blood vessel, notoriety. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's even better. <laughs> you two ain't never seen me. I left one more clue that could help you in the bin. See you lot. I'll fetch the clue, sir. There's nothing here, sir. Except for maybe... Fire no! Not again! My prize-winning moustache! <laughs> Get over yourself, Roxon. I'd say that this is overall an improvement. You really think so, sir? Yeah, sure, whatever. So, what say you and I go back to the scene of the crime? I'm really interested in seeing what the heck a crumpet actually is. Right away, sir. Come on, let me through! Don't you know who I am? Oh, never thought I'd be able to pull that one off. This is an active crime scene, sir. We can't allow civilians. But I'm the world's greatest detective, I, I think. Come on! Sorry, sir. Rules is rules. Now, what's going on here? This gentleman is assisting oncoming inside, Inspector. Well, of course! It's Hemlock Combs. Now let him in, let him in. Hemlock Combs? The man who solved the case, what with that ghost cat? The meow of Baskervilles? The same! Now let him in, let him in! Sorry, sir. You may enter. Now that is more like it. Uh, thanks for vouching for me, Inspector... Uh... <sighs> Must you always pretend not to remember me, Colmes? Inspector LaFron! <laughs> Gosh, another great one. Hello, Inspector. Any updates since we left? None. Just can't seem to crack the code on this safe. You see, there are six tumblers, so there are nigh endless possibilities. Six digits. Hmm. Try four, eight, fifteen, sixteen, twenty-three, forty-two. Execute. Well, I'll be. It worked. The Fibonacci sequence? Genius, Combs. You're a man who knows his maths. <laughs> okay, first of all, maths? Like, with an S at the end? Ugh. British people are weird. Also, I don't know anything about Fabo, Fibo, whatever, who's it's. I'm talking about Lost. You know, not Penny's boat. We have to go back! The others? Come on, anything? Yeah, whatever. It worked. Let's just open up the safe and see if anyone's inside. It's empty, sir. Are you sure? Look closer. Blimey! The safe has a false bottom! It opens right into a passageway under the building. Well, come on, let's go see where it goes. I can't just jump down there. Protocol needs to be followed. Paperwork needs to be filed. Ah, fine, we'll do it. Roxon? Right away, Combs. Thank you, LaFraud, for showing us that police ineptitude can cross time and space. Doodles! Oh, bit of a tight squeeze, but it works! Roxon? Roxon, where are you? Over here, sir, quietly. Crap. I just realized that I never looked at the crumpet. It will just keep on bugging me if I don't go back up and find out what it is. I'm going back up there. 
Shh, sir, no. Look over there. Yeah, they're loading crates onto that boat. Wait. That's those two street hooligans that chased me earlier. Harold and Maude. Or, you know, George. Whatever. And who's that with them? Come along, men. The time grows near. I must get these into the London savings and loan before nightfall. Yeah. It's just good that you got them fancy lockpicks, ain't it? Right, Harold. But, boss, why do you need these explosives inside a bank? Once again, you imbecile. Francis' top pastry chefs are keeping their secret recipes inside the security deposit boxes during the international pastry competition in town. By destroying these recipes, people won't have access to sweet and tasty treats, forcing them to come to me, Professor Notoriety, and my string of crumpet shops for breakfast snacks. It's brilliant! But boss, wouldn't they just be able to figure out how to make the foods again? By the time that they do, the people will be too used to my flimsy, oddly textured breakfast goodies. The sweetness of French cuisine will be too much for their palates. <laughs> Harold, I think our boss is crazy. Tut tut, young one. You simply cannot comprehend my brilliance. It takes a genius mind to understand. Isn't that right, Hemlock? Oh, crap. Guess they saw us. Uh... You'll never get away with it, notoriety! I already have, Hemlock. Harold, George, set sail. Sir, there's another boat over here. Well, let's go after them. Right away, sir. Boss, they're coming after us. Well then, stop them, you nincompoop. Ah! Roxon! Evasive maneuvers! I've got you, sir! Hit them, you idiots! We're trying, boss! We have plenty of these to spare! Sir! What are we going to do? Just try to get closer! Pull up right next to the other boat! Sir? Come on, just, just trust me! I'll jump over there to the other boat and stop him. Sir, that's suicide. Meh. I'll just come back into another loop. Maybe something a bit more low-key. Ooh, a 90s sitcom. I could look into the camera and shrug my shoulders after a good pun. The studio audience would laugh. Oh, that would be rad. Sir, what about the pastries? Oh, I'll stop them. Don't worry. I can't stop eating croissants, sir. I just can't. Your waistline will stay robust, Roxanne, I promise. Just a bit. Ah! Oof! Ow! Ouch! Okay. Hey! I made it! Well, look at that, George. The puppet turned into a real boy. Let's get him, Harold. No, stand down. This is between the detective and myself. Well, Combs. We've had quite the dance, you and I. It's a shame that the song is coming to an end. It doesn't have to, Notoriety. You could just stop and turn yourself in. Oh, but what good would that do? A cell does not make for a good dance floor. Do you recognize this, Combs? This is one of my crumpets. A special batch that I cooked up. Oh, uh, okay, so that's a crumpet. Looks kind of like an English muffin mixed with a pancake. 
Oh yes, but it tastes worse than the worst elements of either. These ones also have a special quality. The taste gives a certain pop. <laughs> Hold him down, men. It's time for a bit of a snack. Well, notoriety, why don't we try the crumpet together? Ah! No, sir, don't go near those crates with that. Case of the Curious Crumpet is written, directed, and edited by Brady Flanagan. Produced by Two Rough Edges Studios. Starring Brady Flanagan, Anthony Lovato, Rusty Bringhurst, Michelle Gardner, Caleb Berger, John Crowder. Music by Brady Flanagan and Willis Kramer. <laughs>